into A to Z Sports Prime Time from the DraftKings Sportsbook Studios. I'm your host, Buck Rising, and I'm proud, as always, to be presented to you by the fine folks at Two Rivers Ford. Two Rivers Ford is the best in the business. They've been that way since 1983. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at Two Rivers Ford. Now, even though the Tennessee Titans have been eliminated, DraftKings Sportsbook still has fantastic offers for you. Promo code A2Z Sports gets you in on all the action in the DraftKings Sportsbook app. You know that the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage, the official real estate agent of the Tennessee Titans and the Nashville Predators, will get you your dream address without the stress and help you sell for more using the intel that the Ashton team can provide and you know Brymac Mechanical, B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brymac.com will give you satisfaction guaranteed on all of your HVAC needs. So, as things wind down here, Bills have a third and seven right now. Uh, Josh Allen just had to get rid of the football well behind the line of scrimmage, backing them up even further. They look to be at their own, or excuse me, at the Kansas City 28 right now, they're trailing by 5, 26 to 21. We'll keep you updated on this final game of Divisional Weekend throughout the course of tonight's show. But with the Titans, man, it was a disaster. Disaster in all ways, shapes, and forms. Now, here's the here's the part that I think we're going to talk about today. Because I saw somebody earlier say, hey, you know, talk us off the ledge. And um, that's not what tonight is going to be about. Okay, like respectfully, there will be time to talk about how how they get better and how they advance and what they'll do in the offseason. And we'll talk about free agency and who the Titans should draft and on and on and on it will go. But tonight is not the night for that. Tonight we talk about this game and the way that they blew it, Um, blew it with in in almost any sense of the word. And here's the thing about the whole situation. They are still a good football team. They should still, provided that their offseason, go the way that they absolutely needed to. They should be continually a competitive football team. But what they did is absolutely punch themselves in the face. And this is what we talked about all week long, right? There is no sensible reason that they should lose this game unless, unless they turn the ball over at an incredible uh, rate. Um, this is a situation where you look at this and you say the defense played as good a game as humanly possible, as well as any pass rush has played, literally tying an NFL postseason single game record with the amount of sacks, the amount of times they were able to bring down Joe Burrow. And honestly, they should have had a record setting pass rush in a playoff game last night had there not been a few late whistles by referees. Uh, Rick Bates says, Buck, will you tell people, uh, will you tell all the people playing Madden we're not trading for Wilson, Rodgers, and Watson? I did that today, and we'll have plenty of time to talk about it. But there will, again, I'm not talking about the offseason just yet. I want to talk about this damn game and the way that they lost it in front of 70,000 people at Nissan Stadium, in front of a bunch of media who had traveled from all over the country to watch them play in front of the football gods and everybody else, the way that they pissed down their leg in ways that I can't even begin to describe, but we're going to talk about tonight. I promise you that I will do my best to describe them as somebody who talks for a living as we watch the final minutes 
here of Chiefs and Bills together to decide who will now get to host the AFC Championship game. You should be livid about that. And here's why. And we'll get to your two rivers for take. You know, I honestly thought about doing primetime right after the game last night, but I'm glad that I didn't because I've had the opportunity to rewatch it and get pissed off all over again for you. You should be outraged with the way that this game went down. You should be furious. You should demand accountability. Now, Mike Vrabel, as the head coach of your football team, he will give you accountability. He publicly gave you accountability, and he accepted blame for all. But what Mike's job is not to do is to hang his people out to dry. Unfortunately for them, though, that's our job. Because what we saw, and in running back the analysis and watching back this game many, many times this afternoon and seeing it dissected at great length by people much smarter than me about X's and O's analysis, we have now come to the conclusion about where the primary blame should be placed, and we'll discuss that together. Troy Anderson says he's still pissed. You should be. You should be pissed all offseason long. Touchdown, Buffalo. For the lead. What a ridiculous throw by Josh Allen to Gabriel Davis. Kansas City just took a one point lead, uh, pending the extra point potentially, too. 27 26 Buffalo, a minute 54. Josh Allen just ripped it in there for his third touchdown. Let's talk about a team that couldn't with the Tennessee Titans. I want to start with your two rivers for take. What most killed the Titans against the Bengals? Let's talk about it on this Sunday night. Let me know in the comments on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter, and on Twitch. We will discuss at length together your Two Rivers Ford take. What most failed the Titans on offense? Uh, uh, What most killed the Titans against the Bengals, rather, is the question on Facebook Live, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch. We'll talk about it together, your Two Rivers Ford take. Right after I tell you about Two Rivers Ford, the best place, the most reliable place that you can go in Middle Tennessee when it comes to shopping for a new or pre-owned Ford. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet, that's the place that you go. Or you can do your shopping online at tworiversford.com. They've got the Built For You program, one of the largest selections of vehicles in the state. Two Rivers Ford and their non-commissioned salespeople, which means that they will put zero pressure on you throughout the course of the car buying experience. They'll get it done for you at tworiversford.com. So uh, as we wait the extra point and Josh Allen, who just made a beautiful pass uh, uh, at this point to throw his third touchdown pass of the game and take the lead in Arrowhead, the offensive ineptitudes of this Titans team um, were clear and obvious to everybody. Now, the person who is going to shoulder the majority of the blame today is going to be Ryan Tannehill, or at least will uh, let me phrase this. Let me phrase this differently. The person who will be under the most public scrutiny will be Ryan Tannehill because he is the person who threw the three interceptions. But I need to have a moment with you guys about the position that this quarterback was put in to throw these three interceptions. I'm not saying that he's completely faultless, and you will not hear me say that Ryan Tannehill played a good enough football game to win. But as a team, they made enough plays to win that football game and were undermined in the margins by little mistakes that cost them the opportunity to pull this off. So what most killed the Titans against the Bengals? That's the question 
that I'm asking you guys. Uh, Artie Finn says, fire Todd Downing yesterday. Offensive coordinator Todd Downing, who I wrote about today. There was some analysis from Matt Bowen of ESPN and from Harry Douglas, also of ESPN. By the way, Harry, former Titans receiver, I was talking to him on the sidelines last night. He was in town, as were many Titans legends. I was with Jarrell Casey, with Brian Arakpo, got to catch up with Wesley Woodyard, a couple of the guys who were back who wanted to see their former franchise pull off a playoff win in a big spot and with the Super Bowl that should have gone through Kansas City. By the way, two-point conversion, three-point lead for the Kansas or for the uh, Buffalo Bills against the Kansas City Chiefs. 29-26, a minute 54 on the clock, and Mahomes is on the field. We'll keep tabs on this for you throughout the course of the game. I'm sure many of you are watching it in real time as I am in the office as we do the primetime show. But the offense was was good enough, but the decisions in critical situations was so poor. Let's start with the first offensive play. Let's start with the first play, non-special teams play of the game. That was Ryan Tannehill's first interception. Ryan Tannehill, they came out in a two-tight-end look Two tight ends to the left, if you're looking at Ryan from Ryan Tannehill's perspective. Two tight ends to the left. Two wide receivers in A.J. Brown and Julio Jones. To the right, Ryan Tannehill under center. Derrick Henry in the backfield. They look as good. They look as healthy. They look as complete as they have all season long. They run a play-action passing concept. Ryan Tannehill has Julio Jones open to his right. And what he does is throw that ball just a hair late in the direction of Julio Jones, Bengal safety, Jesse Bates, who played probably his best game of the year last week, a week ago in the wild card round against the Las Vegas Raiders. He came up with an interception on the first play of the game. So let's start with this particular play because I saw him, uh, Bates, Jesse Bates being quoted today by Bengals media who had availability with the players after yesterday's game. So this morning at about noon, Ben Baby, who covers the Cincinnati Bengals, had this tweet from Jesse Bates. Bates said that on the first play from scrimmage, Titans quarterback Ryan Tannehill stared his target down, his target being Julio Jones, I add parenthetically. Titans quarterback Ryan Tannehill stared his target down, and Bates knew exactly what was going on, leading to the interception. So, You hear that, and your first reaction is, what the hell is Ryan Tannehill, a veteran quarterback who's been in the league for almost a decade at this point? What the hell is Ryan Tannehill doing making such a simple mistake on the first offensive play of the game, the first non-special teams play of the game, staring down a target in that moment? And that, when we talk about it, it completely... Understandable. By the way, Tyreek Hill breaking down the sideline. Touchdown, Kansas City. A minute two left to play. They just answered in a massive spot. Tyreek Hill just went the distance. 32-29 against the Buffalo Bills. Josh Allen looks shocked on the sideline, and now he's holding up. You know, it's going to be okay. His arrowhead goes absolutely crazy. What an incredible day of football. What an incredible weekend of football It has been, but let's stay focused on this play. So Ryan Tannehill looks down his first target, looks down Julio Jones the entire time he throws the interception. 
People lose their mind. They're calling for Ryan Tannehill's head. They want Ryan Tannehill out. They want the Titans to trade for Aaron Rodgers. They want the Titans to trade for damn Russell Wilson. They want to try. They want the Titans to trade. And I got many tweets about this for a potential sex offender in Deshaun Watson, allegedly with zero indication other than Ryan Tannehill threw a pick. This is a ridiculous thing that I saw on the internet being discussed. And I want to say this about Ryan Tannehill because I saw Matt Bowen breaking down this play in particular. Matt Bowen, who does the NFL matchup show with Greg Cosell. Matt Bowen, who played in the league and who has a fundamental understanding of how these situations go down. What Matt Bowen's analysis of this play was, was that there is no route on the backside for the safety being Bates to think about. So they ran a concept that didn't make that didn't put the safety in conflict. Matt Bowen's analysis of this, there's no route on the backside. This is pointed out to Matt on Twitter as he's breaking down the film. Matt Bowen responds on Twitter today by saying, would agree with there's no route on the backside for the safety to think about. It allowed Bates to get his eyes to the front side of the play. And that brings us to another discussion, Bowen says, on the Titans pass game structure, which can be viewed as limited by play design. Limited by play design. Think about that. Those four words, limited by play design. An offense that has Derrick Henry, who looked fine, who had Deontay Foreman, who looked great, that had Julio Jones, healthy, and A.J. Brown as close to healthy as humanly possible all season long. So Ryan Tannehill threw the interception, yes, and I'm not absolving Ryan Tannehill of throwing that ball late because he did. He could have hit Julio Jones earlier. He could have thought about it. in. I mean, he could have processed it quicker. He could have gotten the ball out faster and he could have avoided an interception on the first play. But the problem, first and foremost, lies with the offensive play design, which is Matt Bowen tells you on social media, the Titans pass game structure, which can be viewed as limited by play design. Can you imagine? Can you imagine thinking that about a Titans team that's as healthy as it's looked all year long? Completely and totally unacceptable. That's what we're talking about. Because Joseph Dion says Tannehill is what killed us. And I would say to you, Joseph, no. Ryan Tannehill is not what killed you. Ryan Tannehill, here's what I'll say. Ryan Tannehill got put in a position to kill you. Could Ryan Tannehill have been better? Of course he could have. Could Ryan Tannehill have avoided three interceptions? You could have won that game with two interceptions. With the backbreaker coming in the final seconds of the fourth quarter. Less than a minute, less than 30 seconds on the clock, and we'll discuss it here in a second, Joseph. But Ryan Tannehill is not what killed you yesterday. The play designs viewed as limited in the passing game structure is what killed you yesterday. And something that I know a lot of people have been on Todd Downing about all season long. We'll talk about it together. Josh Allen trying his best and now getting the Buffalo Bills across midfield as time wanes down a minute or less than a minute left on the clock for the Buffalo Bills to try and pull off a pretty impossible feat in Kansas City. Um, Ivory Miller says turnovers is what killed them the most. Yeah, that's certainly uh, a good indicator. We'll talk about it more in great detail right after I tell you about our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook. Now, as 
the divisional round winds down. There will soon be four teams remaining in the NFL playoffs, and that means only four teams left for you to bet on at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Counting down to Super Bowl 56, new customers can get 56 to 1 odds on any team. You bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. If you're not a new customer, you can experience the conference championships with same-game parlays. You can combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever it is that you want. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use promo code A2ZSports. Get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. You bet just $5 and win 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code A to Z Sports for 56 to 1 odds at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. 21 plus Tennessee only gambling problem. Call the Tennessee Red Line 1 800 889 New customers only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. DraftKings Sportsbook promo code A2Z Sports. So, with all that being said, 17 seconds on the clock. Looks like there's a flag against the Kansas City secondary. Buffalo's going to have the opportunity with 17 seconds left to get a touchdown on this and try and take the lead. A defensive pass interference declined uh, by, uh, by Buffalo. I guess they would prefer to take the gain on the play, keeping an eye on this thing as things go along for you here on A to Z Sports Prime Time. An offensive, but an offense limited, an offense limited by, by, uh, by, or excuse me, an offense that was limited by its passing game structure. That is a true problem and a testament to the root cause of why the Titans lost that game. Because Ronnie Sneed asked me so. You're giving Tannehill a pass, even though he has the ball in his hands on every play. He's not getting a pass because of his bad decision-making on two of those picks. Again, Ronnie, I will say to you, I have given you one issue in which Ryan Tannehill should not have been in position to throw that interception. I'm not giving Ryan Tannehill a pass for that one interception. We have two more interceptions to talk about, Ronnie, because you could have won that game throwing one interception. You could, you damn near won that game throwing two interceptions, and we're going to talk about it throughout the course of tonight's show. Buffalo Bills just hit, uh, just threw another touchdown to take the lead in Kansas City. Josh Allen and this offense are on a different level right now. 35-33 pending the extra point. Six plays. This is an outrageous game that we're watching with you live here on A to Z Sports Primetime. Now, 36-33, 13 seconds left on the clock. Gabriel Davis again for the touchdown. Josh Allen going truly God mode. So I'm not giving Ryan Tannehill a pass. Ryan Tannehill is no Josh Allen. You need a Josh Allen in Tennessee. Lamar, nobody else has a Josh Allen. Kansas City probably doesn't even have a Josh Allen. Mahomes has 13 seconds to win it. This is going to be a ridiculous finish. So we'll keep an eye on this one as we continue the primetime show. But here's what I'll tell you. I want you to listen to Mike Vrabel talk about this last night because Mike Vrabel is going to take the slings and arrows for this, wrongfully so as far as I'm concerned. But listen to the Titans head coach go on at length about what cost his team the game. Two years in a row, home game in the playoffs. 
good setting and you don't get quarterback play that, that's required to win a game. What did you think of what Ryan did? Well, I don't think Ryan or myself or anybody did enough to win the game. That's how it goes, Paul. Um, it's never going to be about one person, not as long as I'm the head coach, um, which will be a while. Excuse me, I was taking a drink while Mike Vrabel was wrapping up. I'd rather hear Zach tomorrow on Tannehill subject. I'm out, says Will Dodson Jr. You're welcome to do so, Will. We're going to talk about it for three hours on the radio tomorrow. We're going to talk about it tonight. I'm not saying that Ryan Tannehill was good enough. I'm not saying that Ryan Tannehill was good enough to win that football game. I'm saying that Ryan Tannehill in a big spot was failed, and you cannot get Josh Allen at this point. Ryan Tannehill is going to be your quarterback moving forward. Let's move on and let's talk about the other offensive issues as the Chiefs and the Bills get ready to wrap up their game here on a to Z Sports Prime Time. Caught you in the act, Buck, drinking on the job. <laughs> yeah, uh, drinking on the job is very, very true. So it's about who was to blame yesterday. We have no control. Who's back next year, says AB, who, or MB. Who was to blame yesterday? I would place the majority of the blame on Todd Downing, and I'm going to walk you through the other two interceptions, why I feel that way. And not just the interceptions, but those play calls specifically. Three play calls that could have been made better, all three leading to interceptions. We'll get into that over the course of this evening's show. The question I'm going to ask you coming up next is this. Is Kansas City Patrick Mahomes uh, trying to make some make some progress here, trying to get within field goal range to potentially tie this game up? Seven seconds to go. Kansas City just took their first timeout. They've got two left at this point, and Patrick Mahomes, even with seven seconds, is dangerous enough to get them in field goal range. So we'll keep an eye on this for you. But the question that I want to ask you coming up next is this. What one word best describes the Titans' offense on Saturday? Give me your answer on Facebook Live, on Twitter, and on Twitch. We will talk about it at length together right after I tell you about our friends at the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage. GaryAshton.com, that's where you go for your dream address. Without the stress, the Ashton Real Estate Group, the official real estate agent of the Titans and of the Preds and of A to Z Sports Prime Time. I got my dream address with the Ashton team. The Ashton team can certainly help you out with the Intel Edge as you look to sell your home in the seller's market while still making sure to capitalize on this Nashville real estate market while it is still red hot. The Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage at GaryAshton.com. So, At this point, what one word describes the Titans' offense? Pathetic, says Will Whitson. The one word is bullshit, says Joseph Dion. The sunken grave says weak. Dom O'Dell says underwhelming. Corey Smith simply says down. I can't wait to talk about this with Harry Douglas. So we talked about the one interception, right? Where it's a a limited play call, where it's uh, an ill-conceived play call because it doesn't provide an opportunity For the player on the back end of the play, or for the safety on the back end of the play, there's no route on the backside for the safety to think about when they've got this two-man concept with the two tight ends to the left of Tannehill, the two wide receivers to the right, and Derrick Henry in the backfield in one of their base personnel looks. Wow, Travis Kelsey just got to the field goal, just got the field goal range, three seconds to go. Kansas City is going to be able to kick a field goal to potentially tie this 
and send it into overtime. Josh Allen looks shook up. Would agree, says Matt Bowen. The first play call allows Bates to get his eyes to the front side. That brings us to another discussion on the Titans pass game structure, which can be viewed as limited by play design. All right, so the Titans are still in it, even after they throw the one interception. Tennessee has first and goal at the nine, at the Cincinnati nine. Deontay Foreman's just rattled off a 45-yard gain to get them inside the 10-yard line in the second half with the opportunity to score. They've got Deontay Foreman, Chester Rogers, and Julio Jones to the field side, meaning uh, to Tannehill's right on the field side across the opposite hash marks. Tannehill gets the snap. He whips to his right. He sees Chester Rogers on the bubble screen, and he throws this interception because Bengals corner Mike Hilton came flying in on the blitz, tips it, it tips the ball up to himself, and sets it up for a 19-yard interception return. Field goal made, by the way. Chiefs and Bills playing for overtime in Kansas City at this point. So I want you to hear from Ryan Tannehill. We put these three answers together on each of the interceptions because I'm going to explain to you again why this play call was flawed to create the second interception. By the way, you still could have won with two interceptions. Insane to think about, but we'll talk about it together. I want you to hear from Ryan Tannehill on all three of his picks. How much pick, Ryan? Uh, anything in particular happened on that? Was it miscommunication, or how did that, that work? No, safety made a made a heck of a play. You know, we were, uh, got Julio switch release there, going going vertical, a lot of space in there. Um, he squatted on it, and uh, you know didn't didn't feel like there was a threat right there to go over the top, so he squatted on it and and uh, and drove on it. You know, usually the uh, safety's not not in that position um, against that. That coverage against that play, but um, at the tip your hat to him, he uh, he made a heck of a play. Yeah, I mean, they they came off the slot there uh, inside zone, so uh, nickel pressure answers to throw the bubble and um, guy uh, Bates was closing in on Chester pretty quick on the outside, so I was going to have to uh, kind of drive it on Chester and, and the nickel made a heck of a play. On the last pick, Ryan. What happened on the last pick? Yeah, we were trying to uh, to get a shot over the top. They ended up rolling to. Uh, to a form of cover three zone, um, corners high on top of Nick. He held the inside back with my eyes, and um, you know, tried to uh, try to get him in there as he came back to the quarterback, uh, just to get us uh, get us across the fifty there. We had two timeouts, and would have had a couple shots to get into field goal range um, to to kick the the game winner. So what Ryan Tannehill is doing there in that spot, A to Z Sports Prime Time from the DraftKings Sportsbook Studios, he's walking you through his coaching points on each of those play calls. And here's why I will tell you that all three of those play calls were incorrect. For the reasons that we've just described on the Titans offensive pass game, the structure of it being limited. A mistake by Tannehill to throw that ball late, but a, diff- a difficult proposition given that the fact that there was no route on the backside to hold the safety who made the play on the Tannehill interception. That's interception number one. We go to interception number two, the bubble screen pick that was tipped up and Mike Hilton recovered for himself, took it 19 yards. Here was the quote. They came off the slot there, which is Mike Hilton, inside zone. So nickel pressure, the answer is to throw the bubble screen, which Ryan Tannehill did. Those are his rules. The base was closing in pretty quick on Chester on the outside. So I was going to have to drag on Chester and the nickel made a heck of a play. So what he is doing 
is he's making that play to Chester. Cincinnati's blitz was coming. He The call, though, to throw the bubble screen. Four straight, straight run plays got them down there. Three good runs by Derek and a 45-yarder by Deontay Foreman. The lane for Foreman, again, on first and goal from the nine was open. And yet Todd Downing chose to throw the ball there in that situation. Ryan Tannehill diagnosed it correctly based on his rules on the play call. The play, though, should never have been called in that situation after four straight running plays had got you in that position. An egregious error. Let's go to interception number three, the one that ends it all, right? Tennessee, third and five in a tie game, 26 to go, 26 seconds to go in the fourth quarter. Ferkser's running wide open on a crossing pattern that could have helped them get a little closer, but he's still short of the sticks. It's four down territory, right, with the playoff on the line, two timeouts left, and the uh, it only made sense for Ferkser to be hit. Now, Ryan Tannehill doesn't throw for Ferkser because Ferkser's short of the line to gain. So he knows he's not going to get a first down if he throws it to Ferkser, if he's not thinking about that as his first read. There's three deep routes that the other three Titans wide receivers run. Longer developing routes. The pass rush closes in. Tannehill forces the throw. Interception number three. Cincinnati should have never gotten the football back in regulation. And what I sat there watching that play over and over and over again, thinking, why the hell are there three deep routes going down the field and one where you don't have anybody going to the line to gain? It was a flawed concept from the start. And when we talk about execution and being able to execute, because that's a big part of it, there was a lack of execution by the coaching staff in this game on offense. The defense did its job. Special teams wasn't great, but they did their jobs. Hell, Deontay Foreman, A.J. Brown, Julio Jones, and even Ryan Tannehill on that ridiculous throw he made to A.J. Brown. They did their jobs. The play calling put them in a disadvantageous position. Three interceptions on three ill-conceived plays because the Titans' offense is quote-unquote limited in the passing game. And it creates these problems for a quarterback who needs it to be better than limited because he might himself have some limitations, which is completely reasonable. Your job is to maximize the talent as the coaches. And Mike Vrabel says all the time that every time the Titans win, it's because of the players. And every time the Titans lose, it's because of the coach. But what I will say to Mike is in this particular situation, I don't know that Mike Vrabel did anything wrong other than we could talk about the uh, the desire to go for two in that spot after the first touchdown, after the Derrick Henry touchdown that could have put them up a point instead of leaving it tie game 6-6. We can talk about how much time bled off the clock before that third and five play where it just seemed like they were taking their sweet-ass time. I could not, for the life of me, understand it. But the more that I went back and watched those offensive play calls in critical situations, the more that I felt like Todd Downing, he may be in a bad spot and it may be that he's just going to go through an offseason like Shane Bowen only to come back and we'll see if he improves. I don't know that they're going to shake anything up about this Titans coaching staff. Mike Vrabel is loyal to these guys. But I will tell you that the more you watch that game back, the more frustrated you will become with the situational play calling in critical spots for that football team because ultimately that is what let them down, even if Mike Vrabel doesn't want to talk about it. What is one word to describe the Titans' offense uh, that yesterday against the Bengals? My one word is limited, and it's just, just 
not good enough. Just not good enough at this point. We'll spend more time on this tomorrow. Uh, Puka says, I remember, Buck, when you were defending Downing. And listen, there have been times where Todd Downing has not deserved your criticism. There have been times when Todd Downing does deserve your criticism. What I will say to you at this point is yesterday was one of those times that Todd Downing deserves your criticism, and it came in the most important, most important game of the season with their playoff lives on the line. I would I would make the case again that Todd Downing did not deserve the same amount of scrutiny that he got throughout the course of the regular season. I thought it was unfair. But then I saw him, Puka, mangle a healthy Titans offense in, situ- in critical situations. There is no defending that whatsoever. That is what needs to be scrutinized. That's what needs to be talked about and what will be talked about in their offseason meetings because the Titans season is done. The Titans season is over. And they'll have all the time in the world to think about it as Kansas City and Buffalo in overtime decide who gets to host the AFC Championship game. Unbelievably bad. Let's wrap things up with this as a free site on this. Uh, Brad Benson says, and, and, I'll, and I'll move on after this, because Brad says, Buck, do you think Tannehill's good enough to take the Titans Super Bowl? Yes. I just saw him win three games straight at the end of the regular season, not turn the ball over because he wasn't put in a bad position. <laughs> I, yes. Yes, Ryan Tannehill is good enough to win a Super Bowl with the Titans. Yes. Don't make no mistake about it. Ryan Tannehill, who did so well under Arthur Smith last year, is good enough to win a Super Bowl with the Titans. It's a ridiculous conversation that people are having because you can be better than Ryan Tannehill and still not win the damn Super Bowl. Aaron Rodgers is sitting at home. Aaron Rodgers played a really good 49ers pass rush, but the MVP of the league and probably the coach of the year are sitting their asses on the couch. Because things went wrong for them in real time. For the Packers, it was special teams. For the Titans, it was offensive play calling. And at this point, Ryan Tannehill is going to get a lot of heat, but undeservedly so. Not entirely blameless, but the most scrutiny should be on the people that put them in that position. Unacceptable at this point. And if you're not somebody who believes in Tannehill today, I'm not going to be able to convince you otherwise. But you're riding with Ryan Tannehill anyway next season. So you better buckle up and deal with it and hope that your franchise understands how to maximize that quarterback because I got 57.4 million reasons why Ryan Tannehill is going to be your quarterback next year. Figure it out. That's the name of the game. Let's wrap things up and let's do this as a free site before we uh, continue on. We'll talk more about the playoffs. A touchdown for Kansas City uh, looks like a walk-off win in the postseason. Kansas City hosts the AFC Championship game. And Josh Allen, by the way, for all of you who want Josh Allen, Josh Allen just lost. And it wasn't Josh Allen's fault, was it? <laughs> Don't be ridiculous. I mean, this quarterback conversation is so, so ridiculous. All I all, all I saw, Titans needed Josh Allen to go out and win a Super Bowl. Titans needed Josh Allen. Josh Allen needs the Titans defense. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Let's not be ridiculous about this. All right, free site. This is the best thing that I saw on social media this week. Who do Titans fans want to see the Super Bowl? Because the final four is now set. Who do you want to see win the Super Bowl? On Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. The Rams, the 49ers, they're in it. The Bills, or excuse me, the Chiefs and the Bengals, they are in it on the AFC side. Let's talk about this together on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. We will spend some time on this right after I tell you about our friends at Brymac Mechanical. B-R-Y-M-A-K. Brymac.com. 
satisfaction guaranteed on all of your HVAC needs. Brimac has you covered with three locations in Middle Tennessee and in Kentucky. Brimac Mechanical, that's the spot. B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brimac.com. So, who do you want to see win the Super Bowl? Um, no one really. Uh, nobody Nobody wants to see. Dude, our defense uh, didn't lose the bleeping game. Joseph, are you not paying attention to what I'm saying? Joseph, your job is to listen. Don't, 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 don't. By the way, one, don't yell profanities at me when you're the one who's missing the point. I'm not saying that the defense lost the game. I'm saying that Josh Allen needed a better defense. Ryan Tannehill is not a, not in a situation where I'm talking about Ryan Tannehill being the primary reason they lost that game, just as they're not talking about today, Josh Allen being the primary reason that the Bills lost that game, Joseph. Your job is to listen. Do it better. Good God. I'm so sick of my homes and the Chiefs, as Alex Blaine's man's. <laughs> Denise M. Hernandez says, Bougie Buck don't matter. Uh, doesn't care who wins the Super Bowl at this point. Travis Johnson says he wants to see enemy get a head coaching job. I mean, the Chiefs are are just as dangerous as they ever have been. Travis Kelsey's grunting and growling at the uh, CBS cameras right now. It's going to be massive. Rams says uh, says Chance and Hurt on Facebook Live. Who do you want to win the Super Bowl? That's the question. I'm sick of Mahomes' waffle-colored ass. <laughs> you guys are ridiculous. You know who I want to see win it? I want to see Joe Burrow and the Bengals win it. I really do. Oh, that guy's unbelievable. He said, so he was talking to Brandon as he was going out to kick. He gave a little warm-up swing, and he said, ah, looks like we're going to the AFC Championship right before he went out there to kick it. So that's Joe Burrow talking about his rookie kicker, Evan McPherson, who went out and hit a 52-yard full uh, field goal to win the game. I would like to see the Cincinnati Bengals shake things up in the AFC Championship game. I don't know that they're going to be able to because they're going into Arrowhead. And they have played a game in Arrowhead uh, this year. They are probably the worst of these four teams remaining, and they are going to uh, and they are going to uh, going to move on to this game. MB says, "Buck, uh, how do you know Joseph? How do you know Joseph is talking to you, Buck? Oh, I don't. That's <laughs> it's a good point, MB. Sometimes, uh, sometimes things get caught up. Uh, you guys have conversations with yourself, and all I see is." You know, they they put all four of the social media, all four of the social media feeds, like the live stream contents, comments are all in one place for all four platforms. So I uh, I don't know that Joseph was talking specifically to me. He could have been arguing with somebody else. And if so, Joseph, I do apologize to you. Um, but, you know, it's tough for me to keep track with all of your conversations while I'm trying to have a conversation with you of my own. But, MB, if that was in fact the case, then I do apologize to Joseph for taking his head off a little bit. Um, Chiefs versus 49ers Super Bowl says Jason Max. Well, I think that that would be interesting um, because the 49ers have a great pass rush, but Matt Stafford played good football today. There were fumbles all over the place um, in that regard. Henry, Rhett Berrigan says Henry would have knocked some rust off. Our defense would have been lit. Effing shame. Doesn't matter now. It's the offseason, and we'll certainly talk about it for the next couple of months. It's got to be disappointing. It's got to hurt. It should. It should. Um, I'm not here to not here to make you feel better about it tonight. I'm here to talk about that game. Nothing about that. I mean, the defense should make you feel great about that game. That defense has a lot of questions going into the offseason. Jeffrey Simmons is eligible for an extension. Rashawn Evans and Jayon Brown are going to be unrestricted free agents. They're not probably they're probably not coming back. Dane Crookshank, who's been a critical piece for you all season long, 
He is going to be a free agent. He is going to uh, command a little bit of money on the market this offseason. There's going to be a lot of different pieces. Harold Landry in a contract year, you're going to have to find money for that. Things are going to get really complicated. And so for now, um, we'll talk about what they do moving forward because we've got a ton of time to talk about it. They're not playing football anymore. All right, wrap things up. Harry Douglas is going to be on the radio show tomorrow. We'll take your phone calls. It's going to be a full reaction Monday uh, on 104.5 The Zone. I'm on from 10 to 1. I hope you'll call in. I hope you'll hang out. I hope you'll express your concerns. We can talk about it together. We'll go into more detail throughout the course of that game because we really only focused on the offense tonight, and I do want to spend some time on that defense. Mike Vrabel is going to have his end-of-season press conference as well, so there will be that, and that will be uh, that will be something that we talk about on the radio show. Harry Douglas will be on at 12.20 Central Time, so make sure you're listening for that because Harry and I were texting about this, and the NFL, uh, the uh, downing situation is something that Harry and I are going to have a spirited conversation about. Enjoy the rest of your night. Enjoy your weekend. What little remains of it. I'm sorry if I couldn't make you feel better, but, you know, 31 NFL teams feel like shit at the end of the year, and your team just happened to be uh, one who did it without winning a playoff game. See you all tomorrow on primetime.